0: Welcome, you're listening to Wedding Venue Business Radio, a podcast for anyone who is thinking about starting or is already a few years deep into their own wedding venue business. Whether your property is on the beach or in the middle of the country or smack dab in the heart of downtown, this show is designed for you. I'm your host, Ami kourk I'm the author of How to Turn Your Rural Property into a Wedding Venue Business, and I have a new business book called The Fearless Woman's Guide to Starting a Business. I'm a business coach, consultant, former wedding venue owner, and I'm here to help you. So if your dream is to be your own boss by hosting one of the best days a family has in their lives on your property, then you're in the right place. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Wedding Venue Business. I want to talk about some of the most shocking revelations that wedding venue owners um, experience when they decide that they want to live out their dream of turning their property or buying rural property and being wedding venue owners. Now, even when you think you know everything, something is always bound to surprise you during your wedding venue business setup. But even if you manage to navigate the minefield in the early days, once you're up and running, something else could pop up that you had not expected. And so I have found that there are really four big shocks that I hear venue owners uh, gasp and talk about when it comes to starting and running their own wedding venue. Number one, the renovation costs are higher than they expected. So unless you're someone or you have been involved in the early stages of a construction project, you may be surprised by some of the upfront work that's required to convert farm buildings to wedding venue structures. Most people focus on the cost of the labor and materials for the actual actual renovation work, but they don't know that in order to get a permit for your venue to legally operate and do business, that there may be more work than you realize. For example, you may need to upgrade your septic system to handle the additional bathroom visits, which could be a $10,000 or more. Your well, where you get your water, may have to have a filter and pump system improved to keep up with the drinking water standards and you know to actually be able to manage all the toilet flushes, hand washing, and the other stuff that happens, and that could add on another $5,000. You may need to hire an architect to help with the permit drawings to be reviewed, which could be a couple thousand bucks. And then there are the permit fees themselves, which can be fifteen hundred dollars or more. And if you'll need sprinklers, oh geez, that could be another thirty to forty thousand dollars you didn't plan for. And I have another episode about that. Now you can see how that just got scary high, scary fast, right? So that's why I always suggest that you find out early everything that will need to be required and put a plan together that lets you figure out when you can open and how much money it's going to take to do that. There is nothing worse than getting started and being surprised once you're way down the venue planning road, which is why I cover this in my book on how to actually design your venue. Now, number two, the biggest shock that people experience, the hours are really long like really long. Even when it's not wedding season, you might find yourself working a few hours every weekend on just answering emails, returning phone calls, and doing tours with prospective couples. And then when it's wedding season, if you have your weekend fully booked, it's not unreasonable that you'll put in 30 to 40 hours in just a three-day period doing the prep work, chaperoning or hosting the event, and cleaning up your property afterwards. Plus, figure in time for rehearsals and the fact that you will also still be doing tours for new bookings, fingers crossed. So unless you only want to do one wedding per weekend, you need to figure out that running your venue is a legitimate full-time job. And if you don't have it worked into your financials to get yourself a little help along the way, you may find yourself burning out really fast, which is what happens to a lot of venue owners. Now, the third biggest shock is people can be jerks for the most part, people are not jerks, but when one shows up to a wedding, either in the form of a narcissistic mother or an egomaniacal best man, it can actually catch you off guard. In fact, it can actually take one emotionally exhausting person to ruin a whole event for you and make you rethink whether or not you want to do this. The solution to this, however, is to not assume everyone will be a jerk and that it's your job to parent them. Instead, just be prepared to take extra time for yourself when you do encounter one so that you can maintain your composure and give yourself some breathing room to allow you to handle them as diplomatically as necessary. And four, the final shock that people get. Running a venue is expensive. Now, this is a quote shock that I have intentionally placed in quotes around because I have an opinion about this. If you've read any of my book or taken my online financial course, then you know that understanding the cost of doing this business is key to making money at it. And if you're the type of person who avoids the money um, work and running any business venture, you're apt to find yourself either undercharging or overspending. The reality is is that it takes some money to run a venue business. However, it can only seem expensive if you aren't charging enough to begin with, or you aren't booking enough events to break even, or you're spending more money than you actually need to. So I call this a shock that, again, if you plan ahead, you don't need to be surprised by Now, this list isn't inclusive of every little surprise that owning your own business will give you, but it does capture the ones I hear and see the most often when I'm coaching venue owners. But again, preparation matters. And the more you do your homework, the better the chance you have to make sure that you aren't caught off guard and you can have a business you truly love. And if you're interested in my coaching services, um, my link is in the podcast notes where you can reach out to me. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Wedding Venue Business Radio. All of the information talked about in this episode can be found at WeddingVenueBiz.com. There you'll also find links to the book, online courses, and a way to contact me if you have any suggestions for the show or are interested in business coaching. Until next time, have a great day.